Hi, this is Jason Graves, host of The Blazing Grace Show. I'd like to introduce you to a product that I firmly believe should be used in every home in America. It's called SafeEyes. SafeEyes is the only software you'll need to protect you and your family from inappropriate content on the Internet. Over the last couple of years, I've tried several products and have never found anything as fast, effective, and affordable as SafeEyes. I now only use SafeEyes, and I recommend it to everybody I talk to all over the country. You don't have to take my word for it, though. SafeEyes was recently recently ranked as the number one internet filtering software by the most well-known product testing company in America, alongside 10 other products. No credit cards are necessary. To start your 15-day risk-free trial today or to learn more about SafeEyes, visit their website at SafeEyes.com or call toll-free 877-944-8080. You'll be glad you gave SafeEyes a try. I know I sure am. That's SafeEyes.com, 877-944-8080. Counselors, business owners, nonprofits, and trainers, you need unlimited flat-rate conference calling? Then call our good friend Tom Parker at Affordable Conferencing, where his teleconferencing service allows you to conduct unlimited calls for one flat monthly fee. That means no more per-minute, per-person charges. Go to AffordableConferencing.com or simply call toll-free 888-968-6186. He saved Jason and Rob thousands. That's Tom Parker at Affordable Conferencing, 888-968-6186. They're proud to bring you today's broadcast. Now it's time for this week's edition of The Blazing Grace Show with your host, Rob McIntyre, Jason Graves, and Mike Janung. It's sponsored by AffordableConferencing.com and SafeEyes. Thanks for tuning in to The Blazing Grace Show, where we cover blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Now, here's your hosts, Rob, Jason, and Mike. It's Time for the Blazing Grace Show. This is Jason Graves along with Mike Janung. Hello, Mike. Hey, brother. And I see you're back to the Lakers again. That's right. I don't see any Sonics gear on you yet. <laughs> we haven't seen that Lakers shirt in a while, and uh, I, I, I think, I'm hoping that it's you know it's an omen that we haven't been seeing it much lately. That uh, you know the, the Lakers aren't really going to be that good this year, and that the Sonics are really going to have an easy time with them. So. Uh, actually, I think LA is going to flatten Seattle this year. <laughs> okay, we'll see. <laughs> well, we've got an exciting guest today with us, Mike. Um, proud to welcome back to the show, Shelly Lubin. Hello, Shelly. Hi, thanks for having me back. Oh, the pleasure is all ours. And uh, let me just give you a quick intro, and then we're going to catch up with you a little bit. Uh, we welcome back Shelly Lubin, who is uh, you know serving the Lord in some amazing ways, and uh, of course, former uh, porn actress and prostitute who's turned to Christ, and now she's being used powerfully to uh, minister to the sexually broken on many different levels. Information about her ministry can be found on the internet at ShellyLubin.com. That's two L's in Shelly and two B's in Lubin. So Shelly, you've been busy lately. Yes, I have. Tell us about this prostitution conference in Toledo a couple weekends back. Well, it was totally just uh, awesome because God just opened the door for me. Um, I really had no idea I would be doing something like that, but it was just the most amazing experience. I actually attended the second national conference on prostitution, sex work, and the commercial sex industry at the University of Toledo, Ohio. Wow. And the conference uh, focused on issues within the commercial sex industry. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that um, there were going to be researchers, practitioners, social workers, pimps, madams, lesbians, feminists, and uh, pro-prostitution advocates as well as anti-prostitution advocates such as myself. And um, I had never done anything like this, but um, I was invited to speak because of my experience in prostitution and porn. Right. 
And um, so they said I could speak on whatever I wanted to. And I said, hmm, you know, hmm. how can I speak secularly? Because it was a secular venue, right. but yet bring God into it. Yeah. And uh, God actually allowed me to speak on powerful life principles that help sex workers to transform their lives. So mm-hmm. I got to talk about recovery. And, well, we know God's in my recovery. Mm-hmm. So um, I got to share God out of about 30 speakers. I was the only one to talk about God. Uh-huh. And um, I talked about his powerful life principles that are actually from the Bible, but how um, they can be used. Um, this is just what, what you would call wisdom. Yeah. And how um, wisdom actually helped me uh, reprogram and renew my mind. And so a lot of uh, social workers and uh, practitioners were very interested in using some of my um, principles for their programs. And at the very end, I got a standing ovation, and I had lesbians and transgenders and even sex acts come up for prayer, and some received Jesus. So it was really awesome. As Napoleon Dynamite would say, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of you. And, and, uh, you know, just, folks, to give you a picture of uh, what was there, uh, we saw uh, a shot, a photo of uh, a lady there, and she had pink hair. And now, that's she, Carol Lee, and she's um, part of Coyote, which oh. is one of the leading pro-prostitution uh, groups in America. Yeah. And, and I she, was able to minister to her. So. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I was just, my heart was broken, though, because she was wearing this T-shirt that uh-huh. said, Sluts Unite. Yeah. And I'm sorry to have to use that word on the air, but really, it just showed me the, the level and the depth of self-respect that people, uh, the lack of self-respect that people had sunken to to get into this. And I know that that's a place where you've been. How did you get into prostitution and, and how did it affect you being in that place, Shelley? Well, how I got into it was I was a very rebellious, angry teenager who didn't have a close relationship with my parents. And because of constant fighting between my mom and I, and uh, also my dad in my teenage years, my dad told me I needed to leave the house as soon as I graduated. Hmm. Um, basically, he just said, get out. And so um, I ended up in the San Fernando Valley and uh, thinking I had a place to stay with someone, but um, basically there was no food, and he kicked me out too because, again, I was rebellious. And, and uh, anyways, uh, I was very distressed, and a, a nice man came up to me and saw that I was distressed and said, I could help you, and he offered for me to have sex with a friend of his for money, and I was pretty horrified. But at the same time, I was hungry, very mad at my parents, and very scared. And he assured me the man was very nice, so um, I sold myself for $35, uh-huh. And um, I started to work the street a little, um, and then soon I ended up meeting a madam who introduced me to the glamour side of prostitution. Hmm. And um, so I ended up working for her through the years, doing escort work in much of Southern California. Yeah. So it sounds like a broken family mm-hmm. was a setup for, totally. that, for that situation. It, it was, because he, I, had, I didn't even know how to write a check. I don't even, know if I, wow. I don't even think I had a driver's license. I think I got it suspended at 16 because... I was just real rebellious, and um, yeah. so, you know, they just said they couldn't handle it. I had other siblings in the house, and there was just fighting, so they said, you have to leave. So I, they gave me some clothes, and that's how it started. Mm-hmm. So it was a matter of the first person who accceded you or took interest in you, that was, was it? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, and I just want to say... Very, and I, I want to let pe- our listeners know, especially if there's females out there, he was very nice to me, and yeah. that's how they lure you in, so be careful. And thirty-five dollars—that's just shocking to me. Uh, and just a second here, I want—I want to hear about what a, a day in the life of a prostitute looks like. But I, w- I want to tell you that not only are you worth more than thirty-five dollars, mm-hmm. you're priceless. And that's the message I want yeah. people who are in this lifestyle or heading that way to understand: is that you are a priceless, precious yes. daughter of God. But yeah. tell us a little bit about what the day in the life of a prostitute looks like. Oh well, you just. 
Uh, there's different types of prostitutes. So I want to, because there's definitely difference in the types of prostitution um, that you do. So for the sake of time, let's just deal with like there's street prostitutes and then there's like escorts. Mm-hmm. And that's a, they're totally different. For a street prostitute, basically you wake up around noon every day because you worked late all night. Um, when it's night again, you wait outside around bars or gentlemen's clubs and the pimp maybe down the street. Um, and uh, you solic- you'll, Or you'll walk down the boulevard and solicit businesses and let them know, you know, hey, you want to make a deal. And a pimp will usually take you under his wing and act like he cares for you and become your protector and set you up with clients. But um, there's a lot of um, – it's, it's white slavery is mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. With a madam, it's different. She sends you out to meet clients at hotels or their homes, which is actually a very big risk um, with both street prostitution and escorting. But in, um, in street prostitution, you risk STDs more mm-hmm. as men know you're desperate to work because if you're working the street, you're desperate. So they refuse to wear a condom, and because you're hungry or need the money, you'll do what they ask. Wow. And whereas in escorting, you have a little more control um, because usually it's more wealthy men who um, don't want to catch disease in the first place. So I wouldn't say that STDs were as prevalent in escorting, but definitely it definitely can happen, though, because many times even um, what looks like a nice wealthy man can be a kind of man who, um, you know, gives you a hard time, too. I've had I've, in both venues, in both street prostitution and escorting, I've had horrible experiences. So right. none of them is good, and usually I woke up every morning, or excuse me, noon, with a beer or a shot of Jack Daniels just to get me through another day. Right. Shelley, um, in years past, I've had sex with women who were prostitutes, and I, <clears throat> one thing I remember is the hard look in their eyes. It was like there was mm. a vacancy behind in their soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what, is it, what does that do to a woman when she offers herself up like that day in and day out? What happens is so degrading, and it's so shattering that you – you literally become a different person. Um, it, your your mind and your heart goes into survival mode, and you no longer have a heart. You're just black, and that's just how you operate. You don't you don't kiss. You don't mm-hmm. have intimate feelings. You don't have in, nothing like that. You just become a robot, mm-hmm. and um and so that's day in and day out. And, and the human spirit wasn't made to do that. So that's where alcohol comes in or other, drugs come in because it's like a way of escape. But um yeah, I was very very hard. I have some old pictures where I have. I'm so hard, and now you look in my eyes, and they're so full of Jesus and love. It's just a totally, completely different lifestyle because I mm-hmm. have my spirit back. My spirit isn't—you know, prostitution kills the spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's true, by the way. If you've ever met Shelly, her <laughs> eyes are alive with Christ. And mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just so proud of you, Shelly. I mean, you're really you know, going out there. You're putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. And as a result, the captives are, are being set free. It's Amen. just awesome. And, and I'm just wondering, um, you talked about— uh, STDs a little bit, and I'm just wondering if you could talk about the prevalence a little bit more in depth and what kind of diseases are they dealing with? Well, um, I went to, when I went to that conference, I actually learned a lot because I wasn't really involved in street prostitution for very long, but okay. um, I met quite a few who were, mm-hmm. and they seemed to catch um, anywhere from herpes to chlamydia to gonorrhea to HIV. HIV is actually pretty prevalent among street prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, that's because, like, again, I explained to you, they're so desperate, and the men take advantage of that. They figure if they're desperate enough to work the street, I, don't ha- I can talk them out of wearing a condom, and they usually do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, so, and then there's things like men are so um, cruel that they'll actually rip the condom during intercourse, things like that. And um, I've had that happen quite a few times. So um, that's, street prostitution is, a, is slavery. It's totally different. Um, and uh, so... But I, I personally didn't catch an STD that way because once you had done escorting, a madam um, 
actually will train the girls very well in, on these types of things. So I gained a lot of, unfortunately, I gained a lot of knowledge in uh, that area, so I know how to protect myself. It was actually in the porn industry where there's no condoms used that I caught herpes. Oh. Hmm. And what about abortion? I'm just thinking if men oh. are being cruel like that, then certainly these women are getting uh, pregnant and having to deal with that in, in what is probably common in that, in that arena. Yeah, I actually got pregnant three times in prostitution. Mm -hmm. um, I lost two babies from miscarriage because I was raised with Jesus as a little girl. So that just doesn't leave you. Right. And um, he was actually with me the whole time. But I just felt so convicted that I could not kill a life. I could kill my life, but I couldn't kill the life inside of me Right. Um, because I knew him. So I um, actually had two miscarriages, never had an abortion. But my eldest daughter, who's almost 18 right now, is a product of a prostitution act. And um, I kept her. Awesome. Um, I didn't miscarriage her, and it was totally worth it because now she's just awesome on fire, a woman of God, and uh, yeah. she's got so much going for her. And I just tell everyone, don't get an abortion because God works all things together for good. Right. Shelly, how did you get out of prostitution? What did, what did God do that you're out of that whole lifestyle with also the porn actress thing? Well, I decided to try and run my own prostitution house. <laughs> See, in Satan's kingdom, you, he, he promotes you pretty quickly. And I thought, I'll be the madam. Why don't, you know, I'm pretty smart now after I've been doing this five or six years. And I had a couple of girls working for me and living with me, although I felt extremely guilty and convicted. Um, but um, one day I came home, and there were about six police cars near my apartment building, and I just knew it was my apartment. And they walked in, and they were un untaping one of the girls who got raped. Mm. And, um, you know, she brought it on herself. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it was my fault too, obviously, because I got, got involved in that. But she, she was. What happens when you work with these kind of girls? They are dumb, and they and they don't think, and they don't. And so she was very foolish about having someone come into our home. And um, I actually lied to the police and told them I didn't know what was going on at the time because I was a big liar back then. Right. So, anyways, they actually asked me to um, <laughs> pose undercover and catch the guy, which I did. It was kind of weird. Mm. But um, so so that was that really scared me though that um, I could have gone to jail, you know. Right, right. And so I said, oh, I can't do this anymore. And I just knew God was warning me. So and then shortly after that, um, I had gotten involved in adult movies because I said that's legal, and the the illegal thing of prostitution was really scaring me. So I I did porn, and then almost within a year, year and a half, I caught herpes and I got in a bad accident right after. So God made it pretty clear that He was not going to tolerate this in my life and. Soon after that, I met my husband, and we went through an eight-year recovery yeah. in Washington State. Right. Awesome. Well, and, and, you know, God has done so much. I mean, you have had the Lord with you the whole time, and you didn't forget his promises. You were able to carry, you know, your baby to term, and yep. when a lot of people would, would have gotten an abortion— uh, and now God is using, you know, her life redemptively. Yeah. He's done so much in your life to use that redemptively. I mean, you know, the fact that you started up a, 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 a prostitution house, whatever you want to call it, it just shows your entrepreneurial spirit that now you're using yeah. redemptively. Yeah, I mean, you're using were, it. These were gifts given to me as yeah, a child. And absolutely. It's like used, as a little kid, I was always the one selling seashells on the side or lemonade right. stands. Doing, I was very entrepreneurial, so God... Right. Took, says, no, those are my gifts. You're not using them for the devil. That's right. That's right. And now he's doing it redemptively. Mm -hmm. And that's what people need to get. And if you're just tuning in or clicking in on the web, you're listening to The Blazing Grace Show, where we're meeting with our favorite returning guest, Shelly Lubin. Aww. And she mm -hmm. is talking about her experiences in prostitution. And one of the things we get try to get people to, to understand, Shelly, is how how can God use my brokenness and my past yeah. for strength and for good and redemptively? 
but people are often sometimes you know be not able to be very real about those things. But I but I want to uh, also have you as a parent speak to parents for just a second here about if they know that their son or daughter has turned to prostitution, what are some comforting words you can say to them? What what can they do? Oh man, it's that's a tough one, but I actually do get to counsel some parents and that's not always easy to do mm-hmm. because I'm on the other end, but my first thing would be pray. <laughs> right. Don't don't ever stop praying. Pray every single day. I had some people in my life who prayed all the time for me, and I personally prayed every single day of my life while I was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I knew there was God. I knew He was going to help me. Just he he had it was just it took some time to get there, but I never stopped believing that God that someday I would be out of it. Right. And as a parent, I know if it were me and it was my daughter, um, I would ask God to show me where I blew it with my daughter. I mm-hmm. would. I would be humble and say, you know what, um, I need to check, have the Holy Spirit check my heart and see if I feel I contributed any way to my daughter's demise mm-hmm. or her going down this path. And I say to parents, if, you, if that happened and you want to be humble, you need to maybe go to her and say, you know what, this is where we blew it. Um, at the same time, we want to reach out to you with the love of Christ and tell you we love you and we value you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you... If my dad had come to me and said, Shelly, I missed it. I neglected a relationship with you, and I want to try again, and I love you. I value you. You're precious to me. If he had, if he had done that, he would have won me. Mm-hmm. I would have come home in a heartbeat. Now, that doesn't mean I would have been all perfect in a heartbeat. Right. That's where the love of Christ and patience and kindness comes in. But I, I definitely would have been, wow, my dad loves me, you know. And I say to parents that um, I actually recently ministered to a parent. Who's both, she has two girls that went to the porn industry, and um, they both came back. And uh, one, one's kind of wishy-washy and goes back and forth, but one of them is doing great. And I actually ministered to her, ministered to her and she realized after talking to me that she had basically preached religion um, and her daughters were just so sick of it. And I said, you know, you need, to, you need to love them too. And so I was telling her how to be affectionate and how to love and how to, how to say words of affirmation. And so they're doing very well. Awesome. And um, it takes a lot of humility on a parent's part to say, you know, where, is there a place I could have blew it? Um, that doesn't mean condemnation. It just means let's make it better from here on out. Right. Awesome. Shelly, um, you said you prayed every day while you were out there still in that lifestyle, and it just it sounds to me like even when you were in that, that place of having a dead or a hard heart, that you were at some point, some way, aware that Jesus was still calling out to you. Mm. Oh, yeah. See, what happens is when you meet him when you're a child, as a child, I walked very close to him. I was even carrying a Bible around preaching the gospel at eight and nine years old. Mm. And um, I just, I had a call in my life even as a child, and I knew that. And um, and I used to write him poetry and sing songs to him. My parents stopped going to church, but I still went to church to the corner myself with my siblings because I, I just loved being in church. But because of that, um, I was mad at my parents and just everything that happened, um, I strayed away from that. But while I was out on the street, you know, I prayed all the time. I just said, God, you got to help me. you got to help me. And then it would seem like there there was no help, and I'd say, well, you're not helping me. I need money for me and Tiffany, so I just got to do what I got to do, and please forgive me. Right. And and after and sooner or later, you know, he dropped. My husband came right into my life, and um, that's when everything changed for me. And and so being a person that has been in the church for a long time and and, and is there, and uh, you are a person that is, has been redeemed, and 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 you know what both sides of the fence are like, the prostitution world and the church world. How can people in the church reach out to those who are uh, been insna- who have been ensnared in prostitution? First of all, how do they find out who they are? And then how do they extend uh, an open hand to them? Well, what they could do, what I tell women, like say in my area, I say, you know, you can go down to the local rescue mission or give them a call 
every city has a rescue mission just about. You could call and say, hey, can I come down and um, maybe just um, do crafts with the girls, or can I just come down and show them the love of Jesus, bring some cookies. They have programs at most of the rescue missions. Or you could say, can I serve a meal and just kind of get your little feet wet to mm-hmm. see what the Lord has you do. Um, I just encourage women because what it is is all of us girls that were like that, we need mamas. Right. And so that's what those awesome women of God who've been awesome their whole life following God are for. And I encourage them, listen, we need you to be mamas to um, us lost girls who didn't have mamas. Right. And so I bring them down there, and they'll actually, and most of them are real scared. What do I say? What do I do? And I say, all you have to do is First Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. You just have to be patient and kind and take an interest. Hey, where are you from? How many kids do you have? And you know that God really loves you and values you. It's very simple. It's just the love of Christ, just the very same thing that Jesus did when he ministered to prostitutes. Yes, you have to step out of your comfort zone, but love doesn't seek its own. So I encourage them to go down there, and a lot of them do, and God blesses their lives so richly because when, when these women, they just cry in their arms because they haven't had someone tell them that they're valued for probably 15, 20 years. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about the verses where Jesus dined with the prostitutes on the way here, and it yeah. seemed like he showed special grace to those who were just broken beyond repair and, and just yeah. wanted to come out and and move towards him. Yeah. Blessed yeah. are the poor in spirit, right? Yes. Well, Shelley, with just a minute and a half left, if there's anybody listening who has turned to prostitute who are, or who has had that in their background and just not yet healed from that, what can you say directly to them? Well, God wants to offer you something prostitution never can, and that's the simple life. Mm. Um, God, that's that's something I know that all of those prostitutes want out there. I know you want that because that's that's where I was. And um, what God does is He gives you He gives you a brand new life with all the simple pleasures of children laughing at dinner time, mm-hmm. a husband who works hard for you and cherishes you, a beautiful home food for beautiful dinner. I mean, it's just a beautiful life, and you never can get that in prostitution. He gives you peace, and um, God has a, I want to say to them, God has a plan and future for every one of you, and he knows the plans he has for you, which are plans that bless you. Prostitution degrades you, demoralizes you, devalues you as a human being. Um, A lot of women are deceived, thinking they need to do that to make money. God has way more money than the devil has, Mm -hmm. and he has way more opportunity for you, and um, you are made in his image. And you were created for greatness. So I just challenge you today to call on him and, and um, ask Jesus to come into your life and let God do something brand new in you. Awesome. Awesome. And why don't we just do this? I, I just, I'm just compelled that we should pray. Okay. And I want to I have you uh, pray, and then I want to just uh, lead, uh, lead us in a prayer uh, for those who, of you who want Jesus Christ in your life and you, you want to turn away from the desperation. This is for you. So, Shelly, why don't you go ahead and pray for them for just uh, just a minute, and then I'll go ahead and pray to end us out. Okay. Heavenly Father, I come to you as one who's been redeemed by you and one who you've done hundreds of miracles in, Lord. And I ask, Lord, that the same miracles you did in me, Lord, that even through the radio waves and through the Internet, that that miracle, that, that anointing of healing would fall in their lives. I ask you to send your Holy Spirit, Lord. And to just woo them back to you, Lord. I ask that you bless them, that you protect them. I place a hedge of protection around every person listening, that no weapon formed against them would prosper, Lord, that they would come to know you as, as a dear father, that they would know you intimately as daddy, mm-hmm. that they, they no longer would have to live that life, and they would no longer have to struggle, they would rest in you. Yes. And I just praise you, Lord, for your faithfulness mm-hmm. to hear this prayer and to bless every single listener right now in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if you want to receive Jesus, I want you to just, I want to invite you to just pray this prayer with me. 
Father, I know I've made a mess of my life. I want to turn to you. I want to live for you. I want you, through the power of your Holy Spirit, to come into my life. I surrender my will to you. Please now save me. Please now show me the steps I can take to grow in you. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to go to your local church and tell your pastor about that. And I want you to make the steps to to start living the kind of life that you can, the kind of life that we're we're, we're evidenced here by uh, Shelley Lubin. Again, Shelley, uh, thanks for, again for being on with us. Uh, hope, hopefully we can see you again in the near future. Uh, if you want more information on Shelley's ministry, it's ShellyLubin.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-L-U-B-B-E-N. We'll see you next time. This is Jason Graves for Mike Janung. We love you. God bless. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Blazing Grace Show. Today's broadcast is sponsored in part by AffordableConferencing.com and SafeEyes.com. Visit them on the Internet. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported broadcast intended to help reach listeners worldwide. Your support is vital to keeping Blazing Grace able to minister. If you can help with a tax-deductible contribution, it would be greatly appreciated. You can send your contribution to Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 809-62-2521. That's Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 809-62-2521. More information, visit on the web at blazinggrace.org. B L A Z I N G G R A C E dot O R G forward slash radio dot htm. There's also a downloadable copy of the broadcast available for you. If you want help resolving a sexual or pornography addiction, you can schedule a therapy appointment with Rob McIntyre. His number is 877 593 1166. Jason Graves can be reached at 877-590-7685. Again, Rob McIntyre can be reached at 877-593-1166. Jason Graves can be reached at 877-590-7685. If you have questions about Blazing Grace, you can email Mike at mike at blazinggrace.org. We look forward to sharing more Blazing Issues and Grace-filled answers with you next time. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you. Yeah, I am free. Yeah, I am free.